BC Strata insurance crisis has been unfolding for many years. Uh, now an imminent rule change could mean that over 100,000 strata owners are facing significant cost increases as well. Joining me now to talk about the issue is Andrew Lester, president of First Service Financial. Andrew, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me on. So walk me through uh, what the changes will look like as of July 1st and how they'll impact people. Yes, you see, um, uh, First Service Financial owns uh, a brokerage called FS Insurance Brokers, and we service uh, clients for First Service Residential, one of the largest uh, strata property manager brokers uh, in British Columbia. And my team of local experts for the past decade has been supporting uh, strata councils in the, in the purchase of their insurance through education, risk management tools, and, um, and, and claims uh, resources. And what's going to happen on July 1st is a result of the Insurance Council of British Columbia passing a rule not to allow uh, common ownership companies from servicing clients in the insurance business. So after July 1st, uh, our clients that we've been supporting for a decade are going to be facing a little bit of a crisis because the support structure is not there. Uh, how many customers does your company uh, deal with? Over 600 strata properties. So that's about you know, over 100,000 residents in, Maine, in lower mainland, uh, British Columbia. The common ownership um, rule that is being brought in, what was the concern or issue it was addressing? Or just the question, there's, it's just the fact that you, you've got two services being offered here and it's, and it's a bit too inside baseball, it's a little too close that they want to separate those entities? You know, that's a question that we've been asking um, for the past year, year and a half. You know, we've been very transparent with, with our clients for a decade. Um, we've been uh, very uh, upfront and disclosed our relationship, which is a common owner publicly traded company, a Canadian publicly traded company. Um, and the, 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 the issue they put forth is this conflict of interest, a perceived conflict of interest. And so it's, it's really fascinating because we don't see that as a conflict of interest because we're working for our clients to actually minimize the premiums mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, it's the same conflict of interest that would exist for every single insurance broker out there. Insurance brokers are paid a commission and that commission is set by the carriers. It's not something that is negotiated. Um, and ultimately, if premiums go up, brokers make more money. Mm-hmm. Because of our alignment with our strata brokerage uh, sister company, we're actually focused to, to drive those premiums down and help our clients in terms of their, their experience of living in a strata, both in terms of monetary, economic needs, but also just in terms of lifestyle. Whenever you have a, a claim, you're, you're going to be put out of your home, and that's a big problem. So we want to ma- make sure that we're minimizing that exposure for all of our residents. Is there, for the past decade, we've been standing on the rooftop saying, hey, look at us. Look what we're doing. Uh, we've not been trying to hide behind anything that is uh, uh, untransparent or opaque. The concern, as you say, is conflict of interest. Is, are there not further uh, rules you could put in at the corporate level to, 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 to show greater clarity, greater separation uh, that could address those concerns? Well, one of those, those, those rules and process procedures have been put in place already for the past few years, and especially in 2020 when the, um, the act changed and actually reinforce and heighten the disclosure, specifically around commissions. So 
Now, multiple times during the year, a broker has to disclose its commission and how much it's earning. So there's a lot of transparency that's already been put in place. I would say, is, could it go further? Absolutely. We're a big believer in rules. Um, and it's, it, it did come about in 2020 because there was this aspect of other uh, strata brokers receiving referral fees. Um, that's quite different than what we've been practicing, as I said, for the past decade. What do other provinces do with, with something of this sort? Are there anything, is there anything similar to what's happening here in British Columbia? Or are we the only province to do this? Actually, we operate throughout North America. Um, my team of uh, insurance brokers uh, support well over 5,000 renewals on an ongoing basis. There is no such regulation in its existence throughout North America, period. So what happens July 1st? Do you, do you have to sell those brokerages? Do you, do you do different types of insurance that doesn't deal with specifically those customers? What happens? Um, we, we have to stand down. We are not allowed to conduct insurance business. So typically we're supporting the strata manager. Mm-hmm. We're educating the strata councils. We're educating the strata residents. And this rule has effectively eliminated my, my local team from being able to support those, uh, those, those constituents. Uh, have you ha- been able to speak to government uh, on this issue? Uh, absolutely. I, I, would, I would like to say that, that we've been working over the past few months with the finance minister to try and educate her uh, in terms of what the issues are, how we operate, our transparency, our programs. Um, and it's been positive conversations, but we're getting closer to July 1st. So obviously, you know, we are getting nervous, our clients are getting nervous, um, and we're really hopeful that we're going to find a solution, which we're trying to work uh, with the government on. How confident are you, though? I mean, like you say, this is uh, you know, less than four weeks now, uh, and uh, the government, the leaders of government always work a little slow. I know deadlines sometimes are a good thing with government, but what's your sense of things? I mean, can you find something, a solution here in the next couple of weeks? Um, we, we are, we hope, we're hopeful. I have to be positive and optimistic, given our long tenure in this marketplace, it's also, and, and I, I, I want to stress what we've done over this past decade and what the government and how we support them. And in 2020, there was the BCFSA report about the state of insurance in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. And there were some really, really good recommendations and direction that, uh, that, that the province was going to take. When we looked at that report, we said, we're doing that. And we showed that factual evidence to the finance minister and try to explain to her that these are the programs that if British Columbia was to adopt them right across the board, residents would see a drop in premiums. And that is very important given the platform of, of housing affordability. Um, and I, I want to I give you the numbers mm-hmm. because it's in the report. The, in 20, this all started back in 2018 when, when the carry, insurance carriers started to have issues with profitability. Yep. In 2018 and 2019, the, the loss experience, which is, you know, how much dollars you have to pay in claims uh, per, per dollar of premium collected, was 96%, 98%, and, 90, and 86%. We showed the government our data for those two years as a compared to it. Mm-hmm. We were half. If your loss experience, just to translate that, if you have less accidents in your car, your car premiums will go down. And the same thing's true for property insurance. 
Okay. So in this case, though, the, the, you're saying that it works because you're able to work with, with the, the various stratas, but the core concern here is eliminating conflict of interest or the government's idea of the conflict of interest. And at this point, what you're saying is that it has been working, it has been working, and the government right now in your mind hasn't been convinced or is slowly being convinced and you've got about three weeks left or you're going to have to shut down. That's right. We're hopefully we're slowly convincing them. It's 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 it, how it, the conflict of interest gets eliminated when you operate in a very transparent manner. So it goes back to what our our principles are. You know, most brokers just show up at renewal, and that's when they present the the price tag for the the the, the premium mm-hmm. for the insurance package that the strata council has to renew. We work with that strata council 365 days a year. They know exactly who we are. And every year they choose to, to, to work with us. And if they don't want to work with us, we will work with any broker that they so choose as well. So we, we try to go through everything to eliminate this conflict of interest. And we're welcome to talk to the government and the Insurance Council of BC to put in even more rules, but not ones that are going to completely eliminate a single brokerage from practicing uh, a craft that they've honed and that has the expertise to support the same goals that the government uh, and the residents of BC want, right? Lower premiums. Yeah, Mr. Lester, coverage. thank you so much for your time. We've run out of time. Appreciate your, uh, your you uh, chatting with us today. Thank you so much.